Not breaking news. Last week's geek news through the lens of two friends with opinions, theories, and fan casting. This is Geek Speak Last Week! Hey guys, thanks for coming back for another episode of Geek Speak last week. I am Ed. I'm here with my partner in crime, Brian. Brian, say hello. Hey, what's going on, everybody? And uh, we're here to talk about last week. So uh, last week had some big stuff going on. Uh, The one thing that keeps popping up is rumors of these DC TV shows that are being made by HBO Max. And with last week, we just got another one. Uh, we're being told that there's going to be a Deathstroke series for HBO Max, which out of all the ones that have been brought up so far, this is the one I have the most, you know, the most investment in, I, I guess. I think he's a character that we both love. So but did what did you, you think read of the that? actual article? Because they're saying that this, if this, if this is actually going through, this isn't going to have uh um uh what's his name from from the- yeah Imaginello he's not coming yeah. back but either way I'm I like the character in most iterations that I've seen so I'm okay with that Me it too, sucks that it's, it's not a part shame. of the it, it's just a shame because he yeah. was he was perfect for it and yeah. like if the fact that we're just not going to get that version just kind of still sucks. Yeah, it sucks that it's not a part of this larger M- or larger DC universe that they've been putting together. But I think they're trying to distance themselves from the Snyder stuff and create a new live action universe, which I'm OK with. Um, mm-hmm. It'll be interesting who they do cast, because, I mean, we had Manu Bennett, who was a great live action uh, Deathstroke. My um, personal favorite. Yeah, he was great in the Arrow show. Um, obviously, Joe Manganiello looked great in that after credit scene, looked great in that nightmare future in the Justice League. Um, then there was, uh, I always forget his name. Isai He's the Morales. brother. Yes, that's his name, Isai Morales, who was a different take on the character. I'll say that he wasn't physically imposing like most of the other guys who have played him in live action. See, I never even okay. See, I haven't seen the show yet, but I see I've seen him in I've seen him in clips and I've seen him in the suit. Yeah. And I didn't even know he actually was that until like I watched the clips. Like I don't know how I'm like because I was paying attention to the casting of the show for the most part. And then when and then and then like I don't know how I missed that because I saw the clip and he took the mask off and I was like, Isai Morales? Yeah, I was like, oh, oh okay, that that. That's interesting. That's a very, very interesting take. And and but he seems to do well. Like you he know, does a good you know, even job. The people that uh, that have issues with the show, because even like you said, you have issues yeah. with the show. Mm-hmm. But they liked him. Yeah, he does a good job of being menacing. But if you looked at him, you'd be like, okay, he doesn't look like a physical threat. You know what I mean? I don't know exactly how tall he is or how much he weighs or anything. But you would look at him and be like, ah, you know, he's not a Joe Maginello who's gigantic. And he's not a Manu Bennett who just looks like you just look at his face and you're like, OK, this guy could probably kick my ass. He's unassuming. Um, and when he's in the suit and when he's being Slade Wilson, um, he's very, you know, calculating and things like that in the show. But 
when he puts on the suit, obviously I don't think it's even really him in the suit. It must be a stunt performer, which is, you know, fine. That's kind of part of the course. I don't know. This is that you got to remember that's, that's, <laughs> you got to remember who that is there. That's Manu Bennett we're talking about. No, no, I was Spartacus. talking about, I was talking about Isai Morales. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, okay, I, I don't okay, think okay, that that's okay. him in the suit. Um, okay, Isai okay. Morales, I, like, I don't believe did any of the actual physical fighting, but yeah, Manu Bennett probably did because he did all the stunt work in Spartacus. So I wouldn't be surprised. And he also did a lot of physical performing uh, for the Lord of the Rings stuff and all that. Not Lord of the Rings. What was that called? The Hobbit, Hobbit movies. Um, Crixus. Yeah, he's he was a great character in that show. Oh I, my god! We talk about the show way too much. I love that show. It's so much. It's fun. so good. It is. So it really good. Is. And it's, I mean, even ten years on now, it's still good. You know, because every, it transcended what everybody seemed to think it was, which was just TNA and gore. Yeah, I mean, which it has plenty of, but it was oh, also plenty of really plenty well of told that. story. Yeah, it was plenty a, of that. Really well told story with a great ending. Most shows, you know, don't always deliver on the ending. That show had a great ending. Um, and even with the recasting of the main character, which kind of threw everybody off, they delivered. And that guy was really good in the, in the role. Yes. Different, yes, but good. Um, eh, back back to what we were talking about. Didn't mean to go off on that. Rumors. The rumors are spreading. The rumors. Yes. Uh, we also got news that uh rachel mcadams fresh off of her voice work on last week's what if it may be coming back in doctor strange and the multiverse of madness as another marvel character clea who if you know the character in the in the comics is kind of like doctor strange's wife at one point and also another uh she's another sorceress so that's interesting but she's still being billed as her character name from the first movie, which is a little odd. Christine and there's, Palmer. Yeah, and, and there's some, you know, fan speculation that maybe Clea was undercover as that character the whole time, or you never know. I mean, there's so many things going on in Marvel right now. You never know what's going on, really, until they're going to tell us. You can speculate all you want, but I don't think it's... I don't think it's as easy as us just coming up with, oh, yeah, that must be what it is, because I wouldn't be able to come up with a really good explanation as to why why she would be involved at all. I think it's going to be a multiverse kind of thing. Like she's that's what that's what version. some people have said. Yeah, that's exactly what some people have said. They've said the exact same thing that she might just be a, a um she's playing rachel uh she's playing rachel mcadams she's playing uh she, she's playing christine palmer in in this universe but in a multiverse version she's going to be clea as well which makes sense and I, I could see that happening um it'll just be interesting because and we'll get to it later when we when we cover what if but there there may be room for her to be Clea more than there is room for her to be Christine Palmer, in my opinion. So we could talk about that later. But just the, the fact that she, that character may show up at all is is, uh, I guess, pretty big news because that's just adding another character from the MCU or from the Marvel Universe into the MCU. So that's kind of cool. Um, don't know if it and has legs, but we'll see. And a well and a well liked one because as soon as she was originally cast, a lot of people were 
clamoring for her to be he uh, Clea before I she was honestly passed out. thinking the same thing yeah 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 so uh hopefully she does end up taking on the role of Clea at some capacity and uh I'd be all for that um as far as actual things that are really happening not just rumors we also got news this week that DC has announced a animated movie called Merry Little Batman, which <laughs> as soon as I heard the title, I was like, if that's not an oxymoron, I've never heard an oxymoron before. Merry Little Batman. Well, the premise, the premise made me laugh even harder. Like I was like, yo, it's like it's basically Home Alone with Damien. And I was like, uh-huh. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, yeah. what, the, what are we doing now? Like the assassin, Damien. Like, um, all right, because because now if they actually go that route, that would be even more hilarious. Yeah, and you know, with the animated stuff we've talked about, they've done so well in the past, and even as as far as the Harley Quinn show, which is way out there. I mean, this could fall somewhere, and in, in between the two of them, actually be canonical and also be very over the top and funny and irreverent and things like that so could they've cool. done they've done some outside of the box stuff too a lot of like back back when they didn't have hbo max and back when they were still putting stuff out on cartoon network and their little dc nation block and whatnot they had a bunch of cool shorts like batman oriented shorts uh just dc character oriented shorts they had these black uh lightning and his family oriented shorts that were absolutely hilarious and adorable um, so them going back into like the weird and kind of, you know, kid friendly, cute stuff only makes sense because all of that stuff was actually really well received. Yeah. I mean, I would be all for it. I think that <clears throat> just like we said, we always want different, um, uh, different genres represented in these movies. This is just another way of telling another story so i'm i'm hoping that it's good it'll be if, if it is good it'll be on my rotation for christmas time like all you know a lot of other holiday classics so that would be cool to be able to add that in um did they say anything about the cast as of yet no they did not but they announced it alongside other stuff and like re-announcing stuff like the new Batman animated show. I forgot what that one's called again. Um, and then a, and then, then a Aquaman, like three-part animated series called Aquaman King of Atlantis, which like, I was like, what is this? And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, maybe I did see this and then just immediately just forgot it because of the style and, and, and stuff, because it's, it's, it's in that same style as that, that, that Thundercats roar shit that that almost yeah came out. i remember like, seeing like the, i saw i saw the and i saw the the aquaman stuff and was like oh 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 no yeah maybe i did hear about this and just forgot yeah that looks like nothing i am interested in Mm-mm. um Mm-mm. again some but like we said with the he-man stuff and even the, the other new masters of the universe uh that's more cartoonish it may not be for us but it might be a way for other younger people or other people in general, not necessarily younger, their gateway into this universe. If they you know? do, if they do it, then they just have to make sure it's not trash. And 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 yeah, and right. and 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 see, that was the thing. People, a lot of people didn't like the last iteration of Ninja Turtles, but it was good enough to make it through two seasons. 
mm-hmm. because it actually told a story. Like right. once it got going, people actually really started to to enjoy the story and were like, oh, this is actually kind of a cool, a cool, interesting take on it. I didn't like the art style at first, but it, it grew on me and, and everything else. But I, this just doesn't look like it. I'm glad it's only three episodes. I'll say that and, and, and everything else. We're also apparently getting an Urkel Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah, you, you or told something that. like, dude, I, I saw I, it, I, but I just kind of skimmed over it because I was like, I, I mean, I. Don't get me wrong. I, I watched that show when I was younger. It's not like it was my favorite show one in the world or anything, but I remember it. And it's enough to where it's a part of nostalgia. So I guess it's cool. <laughs> I'm just in shock. Yeah, it's pretty. Like, I'm like, I'm like, I, I have nothing like I'm exactly there with you. And I'm just like, I mean, and I actually loved the show, but I'm thinking to myself. Who who asked for this? Yeah. Who's this for? Like, I'm I'm. I'm not mad it's being made, but I'm I'm really wondering who asked for this and and when when they were sitting up there were they like, you know what we should do because like someone pitched the Batman one the Merry Little Batman and they were like yeah that's cute but you know what else would be really cool an Urkel animated movie <laughs> and everybody like turned in their chairs and looked at that guy and then they went okay yeah let's do it and then nodded and was like yeah yeah that sounds like a great idea I'm like what don't get it but. I guess we're getting a, it anyway. And listen, it's, it's going to be on HBO Max or whatever. I, I'll watch it. I don't care. Yeah. I may I may end up watching it. To, to be honest, I, I don't really have that much of an interest in it. But if it gets a lot, like, if it gets better feedback, then maybe I might check it out, you know? Because sometimes you, you, you never really know with these things. Like Christmas Chronicles. That's my new, that's one of my new Christmas things. Oh, yeah. That's a good, those both. Both of those were really good. Yep. That was just fun times. What else is there? Oh, the Aquaman suit, which you seem to be very upset about. It's, I don't like, I, I really don't like, I didn't even like it when the Shazam, the new Shazam suit came out. I was like, why? That first one was fine. The first one looked good. Why are we getting another version of this suit? I don't need it. I don't, once you have it that close, I don't know why they do it. This one, I mean, the end of the Aquaman movie, when he shows up in that orange and green suit, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Now, they're, unless they have a really good reason for introducing a new suit, which I highly doubt they will, that it'll make no sense, for one, which I find annoying. And you told me, yes, it has a little bit of a, a background in the comics. I remember him wearing a blue suit at some point in time. And I remember it looking stupid as shit and being like, why are they changing the classic look? Why? It just doesn't make any sense to me. And this one, it's super dark. It looks like garbage to me. Honestly, I think I hate it. I hate the way it looks. Um, They should be skewing more on trying to lighten things up than make them dark, in my opinion. I think that that green and orange suit looked great. I think that Shazam suit in the first Shazam looked great. I think that all the suits of the superheroes in the Justice League, when it was less muted and more vibrant, looked better. So it just annoyed me that they're even changing the suit at all. But then again, if it makes sense plot wise, I guess I'm okay with it. But I just I don't know. I, I, it first my first impression was like, why are they changing this? It looked great before. What are your thoughts? I I, I think there's I, I feel like this is going to be a, a, a more of 
an Iron Man situation where there's multiple suits. But Iron Man had a reason. I you don't have not, any I, I, who's to say that there isn't a reason for this. Maybe there's a stealth situation. Maybe there. I mean, like, seriously, who knows? He's, he's going to a part of the ocean that he's never been that they've never been to or something. I don't know. Maybe it's a diplomatic thing for all we know. I, I don't know. Like I said, he's dying his hair blonde. So I really don't see them taking him out of the orange and the green directly after they just put him in it. After he said he's going to be more comic accurate now that his hair is going to be color coded. Right. So I, I, I really think it's going to be a story thing where it's, he's got to wear it for a little bit, but it's not for the entire movie. And even if it's for half the movie, he'll be back in the orange and green for the most climactic battles and or whatever. So because we You're didn't even really right. get it in the first movie at, in any way. Yeah, exactly. Which which was I was like, oh, they finally gave it to him. Great. Oh, this next movie, he'll be wearing it. And then they released that picture. And I'm like. What the? F- what are they doing? Why? Or maybe, what? maybe he get maybe the suit gets just dis- maybe this suit gets not destroyed but gets battle torn and he has to wear something else in the meantime until he gets fixed. I maybe I don't know. I just same thing. The same reason I thought it was real stupid in Superman or not even in Superman in the Justice League, they were like, oh, put him in the black suit. Put him in a black suit. There would be no reason for there to be a black suit at all. You know what I mean? Just because people want it and in the comics they made it doesn't mean that it makes sense in a movie. Like, And it had a reason in the comics. If, if you're not yes. going to use that reason in the if you're not going to use that reason, then what's the point the show? Then don't use it. And if you are going to use the black suit, then use it for what you should have been using it for, which would have been the nightmare sequences. Yeah. And they that boggled my mind. I'm like, why would you put them in the blue suits in the nightmare scenes and in the black suit? It just made no sense. Anyway, I'm not even going to go on into that. But the, when they change comic suits in comic book movies and there's not an actual reason, like Captain America, all the changes that his suit went through made sense. Same thing for Iron Man. Iron Man, I mean, in the comics, it's right there in the comics. It's right there in the in the source material. He made different suits all the time with Captain America, his suit in the comics and the in the source material was always pretty much the same until you get into the ultimates and stuff. But in the movie, you get a reason why he changed from the propaganda suit to the actual suit that he wears fighting later in the movie. And then the alterations that they made for the Avengers and then the alterations that they made for the Smithsonian suit. So it all kind of makes sense. You know, it kind of has an actual reason. This until I see the movie, I'll hold, I'll I'll dial this back a little bit, but it, it looks like there will be really no reason. And it seems like DC has done this in the past and it just bothers me. And I I couldn't even tell you. I don't know why it bothers me so much. It just does. It's like if you already have something that looks good and it works, why are you going to go and change it? If it's not broke, don't fix it. I feel like once you have the suit, you should change the mechanics of it to make it easier to get in and out of. You shouldn't need to change the aesthetics. Yeah. If you want to change any of the aesthetics, you can change them to make certain things pop more or or something like that. But don't completely change the 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 costume so much. Yeah, it should change so different from the last one. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's got the same. It's got the same. It's got the same color scheme and the same like outlines, 
but there's so much extra extra or so right. much you know for no reason that and in certain characters that makes sense changing the functionality of a suit for batman but keeping the aesthetic makes sense changing the suit at all for superman makes no sense because it was one suit that came from his home planet that was specifically designed for a person of his house so there would be no reason for more of them. You know what I mean? That's that's where I'm coming from. I mean, same thing with the Aquaman thing. He had he got that suit at the end because that was the king's suit that he took that was actually the same trident, which wasn't the other stupid-ass trident that they gave him in the first Justice League movie where it wasn't a trident at all. It had five points, and that was idiotic. Um, just things like that. Like, if there's only one suit, then why are you making more suits? It makes no sense. Even with the Wonder Woman 84 thing, they kind of came up with a reason why she would have that uh, golden armor. It made you know sense within the story why she had it. But, but she, just changing shit for changing shit doesn't, doesn't make sense to me. But she's pretty much still had the same suit from exactly. back, oh, back from World War I all the way through Justice League. And they may have even made little changes. Yeah, and, no, no, yeah. There are definitely some changes. If so, they were so minor that it didn't jump out in my face and go, that is a completely different suit. Why would she have that? You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, that's just my tangent on it. I didn't care for that suit. I thought that that suit kind of looked real dumb. Um, you know, unlike Peacemaker suit that looked very comics accurate. And uh, that'll lead us into our next thing. We... Got a little bit more background on yeah. that Peacemaker show that's coming out for HBO Max, which I'll be watching. I liked his character enough in Suicide Squad where I'll definitely be checking it out. Um, so the new information we got, just more more, more background on what the show is actually going to cover. And um, I think you said that uh, there was an interview with uh, – the director saying that this is basically his version as of right now, uh, what this will be a sequel to the Suicide Squad, which kind of yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Be prepared to see uh, John Cena walking around in that suit a lot more again, because he, he was he was wearing it all the time for all the press stuff. So as soon as that gets closer, he'll be all out there again. Rocking the peacemaker gear, having and a it ball. Would, like again, it would make no sense to change it. You know that helmet. Even if they were going to change that helmet, they would have done it before this movie because right, it is you know silly looking. But that's that makes sense within the style of that movie because things were so over the top, and they actually pointed out and make fun of it. So keeping him in the white pants and that classic uniform is kind of part of that character and the he's just a ludicrous character so it makes sense to keep it all the same way but uh basically they're they're saying that it's picking up pretty much right after the events of that movie right yep and 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 yeah like you said it's a spiritual sequel until he hears otherwise i mean he'd love to do another one but right now there's nothing on the table so yeah, James Gunn is one of those guys where I think he's going to bounce back and forth between Marvel and DC because he's done well for both of them. Yeah. And they would just be, you know, cutting off their noses despite their face if they were like, oh, well, he's doing DC movies. We're not bringing them back to Marvel. I think that Marvel's well, that's, too smart I, for that. 
I think Guardians is his next movie. Guardians three. Yeah, is his next movie. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Which he's done a great job in the first two, so I have nothing but faith. Did he also do the uh, the holiday short that they're doing, or is that an animated yeah. thing? He's, yeah, no, he's working on that. I believe. I don't. I don't know if he's directing it, but I know he's definitely connected to it. Well, that'll be out. What the end of this year? Or the end of next year? I think the end of this year. Well, that's pretty cool. Um. So yeah, I mean, I'm excited for whatever comes down the down the pike with anything's James Gunn because I, I liked the majority of his movies so far. Uh, I'm excited to see what he does next, and if the next movie is Guardians, uh, I'm wondering who they're going to bring in because uh, they brought a lot of the. I would like. I would actually like them to bring the original crew that he kind of brought in as cameos in the second one. Yeah. And maybe focus on them because I think that would be really cool. Uh, I don't know if that's necessarily going to happen because I think Dave Batista kind of said that this last one is his last go around as the character of uh, Drax. So we'll see what he has uh, in store for the, the Marvel stuff. But uh, as far as right now, I think he's just the executive producing that Peacemaker show. He's not directing, right? I believe so. Yeah. Um, we also got some news this week on some video game stuff, so I'll throw that over to you, Brian. Um, you said there was a Predator one out? Yeah, it's been out for a little bit, actually. Um, Predator Hunting Grounds, I think, came out like eight months to maybe a year ago. Um, it's a asymmetric game where uh, I think f- four friends, it's either four or five friends, uh, get in and... Basically, four of them are playing as soldiers and one of them plays as the predator. And uh, you actually have like uh, objectives to try and fulfill um, as the soldiers and in order to get through the mission. And meanwhile, the whoever's playing as the predator is basically trying to pick you guys off and take you out um, as playing as a predator. You actually have different classes and you get uh, d- with uh, different um, abilities and different strengths and, and, and stuff like that. So I, I was going, I was looking into it. I never see, here's the thing about the PlayStation plus it's it, that's what I'm getting to. It's one of the PlayStation plus games and it's free for the month. So if you have PlayStation plus right now, basically one um, after Tuesday, it will be up. It will be free. You can download it. You can put it right into your library and not download it and then download it whenever you want at any given time after that. So if you don't have the room right now, um, just put it in your library and you're good. And then if once you have the room, you can download it onto your system and play it whenever you want. Um, I have gotten so many games through PlayStation Plus because it's the end of the system. Um, basically we're coming down to the, like the last couple of years and they're putting like, they're putting stuff that's only like seven to eight months old out there. Sometimes I got the final fantasy seven remake for free. Um, I got the uncharted collection for free. Like that's three games, three massive games and they're all hits. So it's, it's ridiculous. So how much is that a month? Huh? How much is that a month getting the, the plus? It's 60 for the, I think it's like 60 for the year. Okay. And, or 60, 65 for the year. I, it's worth it because I've already made up for it. And, and I, you make, listen, with the free games, even if not all of them are bangers, like you'll make up for it within like at least two months worth of PlayStation Plus games. Okay. 
Like, I mean, like, you'll because you're going to get at least two really good games that you would still probably be paying at least $55 for or $45 for. Right. And now they're yours for, for life, for free. And in some cases, like uh, a couple months ago was the Horizon Zero Dawn. I got the complete collection. So that's everything. That's that. That's the entire game and all the down and, and all the DLC. Okay. So it's it's really worth it to have it. And plus, I mean, like you kind of need it to play the games online anyway. So uh, it, it, it's that that part always got me, but it ends up being worth it because those free games is just it's just banging. Um, the other free game is uh, Hitman, too, if you're into the Hitman games. So um, the other video game news was um, Midnight Suns, which will be coming out for all platforms, last gen and new gen and uh, PC. Um, and it's being actually made by the people that made XCOM. Now you always, you let, you said, I'd know more about it than you do. I only know more about it because I actually did the research on it because it was, it was released. I don't, I've never played XCOM. I've heard of XCOM, but I've never played the games. Um, it didn't look like something I would be into though. This spin on it does. Um, it's basically a tactical turn-based RPG. And in most cases it was like a, uh, uh future military setting so that didn't that that did nothing for me but now that you're yeah. using marvel characters in a dark uh uh dark um fantasy dark yeah a dark fantasy setting not and i don't mean like dungeons and dragon i mean like all their dark sorcery so they're basically in with their avengers characters the midnight against- suns are are essentially marvel's version of justice league dark yes is that is that an accurate description that is a very accurate that is a very accurate very accurate description so it's usually people like dr strange and ghost rider and and blade and some others and and they've mixed in with your normal avengers type characters and it looks like an interesting game because you get to set things up when you make your attacks and stuff so you can literally like aim your attack so that the attack hits the person and that person hits this barrel and the barrel explodes does extra damage to them and the people around them and stuff like that so it was it, it looked more interesting than the whole military version of that so i i was you know in i was interested intrigued if anything i whether yeah. i'll buy it or not eh, i don't know but like I said, it's out there for people that do play games like that and people that happen to like Marvel as well. So I did have one question because I, I I looked up the I watched the trailer for it and it showed a little bit of gameplay. And the one thing that there was like cards would come up on the screen. And I read the some of the uh, people uh, they had their own comments for this on on YouTube. And everybody was like, I was interested in that until I saw the cards. Is that something that is only for that type of game? where i think they're actually instituting it in this game that they don't normally do it and the way it is it's like you come across these cards and the cards um you basically help build your deck for when you're attacking your your, when you're using your their cards are like your attacks so So, it's similar to magic yeah to a point yes so you can build up different cards and find different cards to supplement your your uh your uh um your attack um menu for each character so you know like you find you find like five different attack cards or defense cards or whatever and you have like a certain amount of space 
for each character to hold so many cards and you can swap them out as you need be. And, you know, they'll probably give different buffs and different perks and, and, and different, you know, debuffs as well. So you, you kind of have to you build your character based on these cards. So, yeah, it, it that's kind of what I thought, but I wasn't sure. So I figured I'd ask. So I have a friend who plays a lot of magic commander. Uh, I, I don't know a lot about it. He's just a, a guy I play, Dungeons and Dragons with, and he also uh, is part of and the leader of the comic book club that I'm in. So um, he plays a lot of it, and I tried to play it one time. It it wasn't for me. I didn't know all the rules, and it was kind of like, yeah, this is not my thing. Not to say that there's anything wrong with it. A lot of people do like it. Um, so it looks like they're trying to incorporate the magic style, the, that you know, card game style into what is essentially like a, you know, running, a run and gun kind of game, which is interesting. No, it's turn, it's turn, it's turn based. It's not. Oh, it is. Okay. It's turn based. Turn based. It's a turn based thing. Like you, they, like the, the, they attack and then you, and then you set up your attack and you have like a three quarters isometric view and, and everything else. Well, that's kind of, turn based is kind of like magic anyway, because I mean, one guy guy takes a hit you wait and you have to do your hit. So, yeah, yep. I guess that makes sense. And people were just kind of in the comments were just kind of turned off by the fact that they had cards and in, inner interjected into the game, which I was well, don't know why. I mean, to, to me, for a game like that, as opposed to something like. Ultimate Alliance, Ultimate Alliance is so Ultimate Alliance favors having like skill trees for characters, something like this. I, I, I think the card, the card uh the card play works better because instead of you just choosing a, a skill tree and a way to go with each character you come across these cards you can swap them in in and out as you need be as, as opposed to swapping in between parts of a skill tree like you know what i mean yeah or like having to get enough points to put enough into these skill trees it's like no you come across cards you can buy cards you can swap cards you can trade cards possibly just the the idea of doing being able to do stuff like that makes the game a little it gives the game a little bit more freedom as to what you can do and keeps people playing because once you get down a skill, once you just go down a skill tree and empty and you get all the points and you get everywhere you can go in the skill trees, then it's done. But with the cards, they can always come out with new cards that give new moves and new, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like people can constantly keep playing because there's like, oh, yeah, they put out a whole new deck of cards. Yo, Blade got like five new moves with, you know, with these cards. And that's probably by design. So people start buying more cards, which that makes sense. Yeah, and, I mean, and 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 it's and and it's not and it's not uh, microtransaction based or anything like that. When I say buy cards, it's like in your fights you're earning points to have money that that you can in you know it's in game currency right. and there's a vendor in your little hub that you go buy new cards from there. Gotcha. Or as I said, you can probably find cards. You probably get cards as um when, for defeating enemies and stuff yeah. like that. It's all kinds of stuff. That's interesting. So I mean, if that if did they say what? Uh, what platforms they were all going to come out on? Uh, all of them game? right now. It's As on everything. Right now, all of them. Okay. Next gen and current gen. So may end up trying to check that out. I should say current gen and last gen. I got gotcha. you. Okay. I'll have to. I'll have to see if that's available uh, at any point in time and try to check it out. Just to see what the gameplay is like. 
I'm looking for demos for stuff like that. Like I, 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 I really am. I, 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 I am. I, I missed out on a, a beta for a game that I'm, I found out about late. So I'm kind of mad, but that's fine. I, that's fine. What game was that? Uh, it's called Writer's Republic. What's that about? It's basically an extreme sports game. And I'm not really into stuff like that, but it's a combination of like, it looks like a combination of like two games that I used to play plus a bunch of other stuff. Like it's a bit of SSX tricky and a bit of uh, downhill domination, which was a BMX downhill uh, mountain biking game, and okay. or and it, and there's wingsuits and there's paragliders and there's rocket there's rocket packs and there's rocket skis and there's rocket bikes and you can get crazy outfits and there's all kinds of and I'm just like this just looks like fun. Like, it just looks like fun. And it's a huge open world situation where, like, literally people will be playing, but it'll also have, like, bots that are not bots. They're ghosts of people that played. Oh, wow. Yeah. So whenever you look at the map, there's just hundreds of people. On, like, the PlayStation 5, there's hundreds of people. And they have, like, mass races on the police, on the PlayStation. On the last gen, it's, like, 32 people races. On the current gen, it's 64 people. Huh. Yeah. And they have races that literally transfer from one thing to another. So like you'll start doing, you'll start the race and you're on skis and then you'll do a jump. And then next thing you know, you're on a BMX bike and then, then you'll go on your bike and then you do another jump and, and then you, you're on the rocket pack and you're flying through shit. And then, and then you go through another, or on another one and then you're on your bike and then and you go through another one, you're on a wingsuit. And it's like, yo, I was like, I want to play that game. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Actually. <laughs> that that looks like fun yeah so writer's republic is coming out in october all right well i'll have to i'll have to keep my eye out for that one too again i'm i'm not i heard that right he coaxed that out of me i wasn't even <laughs> trying to do that i wasn't even trying to do that i really wasn't no i just you you got me uh you got me interested and a lot of See, the time i'm kind of glad you said something because that game looks so look at when we get off look it up Cause just, just the, you'll watch it and go, yeah, I'm gonna play that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna play that. <laughs> Cause I mean, honestly, the last time I played any kind of anything like that, and this is going to, going to age me, but, but this is back in the old days when I think it was called, I think it was just called BMX pro. And you would just literally be doing flips and stuff to get points. And then my favorite of all those games was skate or die which was my shit. I love that game. But again, that was fuck. As I was saying, 30 years ago, S 25 years mine ago. Mine was SSX tricky downhill, the downhill skiing one. And especially tricky. Cause as soon as you got your beat, your, your, your bar up, it is shit. It's tricky to rock around. around, around <laughs> and the longer you could keep your tricks going up, the longer the song would be playing out. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. I'm i uh, I'm interested in this game. So I'll, I'll be on the lookout for that. Um, I guess the other the other thing we wanted to bring up was you got a chance to see the new uh, Mortal Kombat animated film. Yeah, speaking of games, Mortal Kombat's on yeah. the run for the the year, year and a half or so. First they came out with the animated movie Scorpion's Revenge, and then they came out with the live action. And then like right when they were coming out with the live action, they like they announced that they had the second part to the to the animated one come out, and that was called the Battle of the Realms. And they took, excuse me, they took the fork, the focus off of uh, 
um, Scorpion, although they do wrap up that storyline. Um, and uh, they put it more on um, Liu Kang. So if you was yeah. feeling like your boy was, was, was slighted in the last two movies, then he gets his props here. Um, I, I can't really, I don't want to spoil it. Um, just like the first one, the action and the violence is just on point. It's, it's Mortal Kombat. It's animated Mortal Kombat. I mean, there's x-ray shots, there's bone crunching fights. And, and I mean, there's an actual tournament where it like actually feels like, oh, okay. There did some fights don't, I will say this, it's going to shock you because not every fight ends in a fatality. And then you understand why it's like, oh, okay, wait, we're actually doing a tournament. We're doing a tier system. Like this person lost and they get to move on. And then, right. you know, this person gets like a, a, a second chance. And, and, but you know how that's going to go after that. Right. But it was good animation wise. I, I like this animation for this. I'm a little disappointed that they're using the same animation style for the Injustice um, animated movie. That being said, it makes sense because they're the same people that made and the people that make Injustice are the yeah. same people that make Mortal Kombat. So right. they probably got this in a deal. Yo, we'll make, if you do this, we'll do a three picture deal. Right. We'll throw in, you know, we'll do two Mortal Kombats and an Injustice. And, gotcha. and they was and, and Warner Brothers was like, OK, it's yeah. like it's so, um, you know. I'm looking forward to seeing it a little disheartened in that animation style. That being said, it really works for Mortal Kombat. The voice does acting it, is. Does it lean, huh? lean into the fact that they may make more of these or. Eh, I mean, they, they, they definitely could. Um, they, yeah, they definitely kind of, there's a line towards the end where they basically say, yeah, but they definitely could. Um, I would I would like to see more of them. Um, I kind of wish that they hadn't. I would like to see, if anything, I would like to say, let this be what it is. And if you want to use the same style and but do a series. Yeah. Do an HBO Max series on Mortal Kombat. Like the series. only reason I asked about that was because with the fatalities and all that stuff, once a character's gone essentially they are gone unless you bring in some magic to bring them back or something, which they I'm sure they could do, but it would be difficult to see your favorite character, you know, come to their demise in one movie and then them have more movies and you not be as interested. You know what I mean? Mortal Kombat has so many characters that it really wouldn't matter. But the problem is, is that they've killed off. They, they, they go through some of the big bads in this. So it's, it's, that's why I said if they're going to do something else animated with it, they should do a series. Yeah. And they should definitely. And I, and I feel like they could they could keep using this this art style. They could definitely keep the voices and stuff. Joel McHale is on point as Johnny Cage. I absolutely fucking love him. And he just he kills it. And, and every time he's on screen, I'm just like, yeah, this is great. Um, and I, 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 I think. As a whole, this as being a two part story it works okay it's a little rushed but as a two-part story it works um it's you shouldn't walk into this movie not seeing the second i'm uh, not seeing the first one like you shouldn't go out and buy this and not have seen scorpion's revenge you're like a package deal what the first one go buy both of them right now you'll enjoy them they're they're both okay. worth it it's 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 more accurate to the games and yet it still tells its own story and I know we've talked off Mike about our thoughts on the live action movie, but I guess I, I was more or less wondering 
what you what you I guess we'll talk about what our thoughts were on the on the live action movie, but also what do you hope for in the next one? I enjoyed it for what it was because I don't want a full on retelling of what they do in the games ever. I want something that has the the essence, the story bones. Mm -hmm. um, but give me something new so that I do get to have some fun and be shocked yeah. so that I don't know everything that's coming, um, even if it's character moments or whatever. What I want in this next movie is I, 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 I want, like, personally, my choice for Johnny Cage, unless he's actually as funny as I would like him to be, would work. But I see where other people are going with like choosing the Miz and stuff because yeah. I think he could really pull. I do think I don't think he's the. That's the thing. People are like, I'm like, I don't think he's a bad choice at all. I just know that there's someone else physically capable of doing the all the martial arts because that's the thing. Johnny Cage is funny as he's he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be a badass martial artist. Like he actually right. like damn top tier. He is. There's a reason he is in Mortal Mortal Kombat. Yeah. And besides taking out all the story crap that happens later on in the games, for him to survive as long, yeah, he killed, he was killed, but he was brought back. So were a whole bunch of other people. Um, for him to survive as long as he did, it, it says a lot that you know to his skill. So you know that's why I wanted um, um, thing, dude from the new kickboxer movies. Um, yes. Uh... I know exactly yeah, what you're talking Alain, about. Alain, Alain, Alain Moussi, yeah. Who um, could definitely deliver the martial arts. Yeah. But then again, is he is charismatic to be Johnny Cage. Exactly. And, and, and none of these movies have really given him the, the chance to do that. So I'm not going to sit there. But I want them to build on that and use, use Johnny. This is the thing that they should have always done. Use Johnny Cage as your your uh your audience pov absolutely and because i think they, that was a big missed opportunity in this movie i feel you using johnny cage is the natural way to do it because he's going to be just so nonplussed by the whole situation but at the same time it's all going to be so ridiculous mm -hmm. that it's going to make for great comedy, but it's also going to make for great moments that like the character, like that for audience reaction, like, you know, like that didn't just happen. That, that, that didn't just happen. And, and, and him having that reaction would be perfect. So I, 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 I really hate to say this because I don't want, I didn't want Lewis Tan. I really want, this is why I really wanted the character to end up being Johnny Cage. Cause I didn't yeah. want Lewis Tan to lose out. But like his character is kind of like superfluous and at this point now, like absolutely, just, I feel the same. He just needs to just go. Like I, I, I mean, like unless in the they they make a new Mortal Kombat game in the next in the next couple years and put this dude in it and make him an official character, like yeah. he, he kind of like need to go. And even then, him going wouldn't actually mean something now because oh look, he's a he's a real Mortal Kombat character, right? So, <laughs> um, like I. I he just he just needs to go and Johnny Cage needs to be our character focus 
yeah, for the, the for the time and and then group building and then bring in you know you can bring in some others and you know whatever i don't know where they're going story wise we need to see shao khan we need to see shang sung fight and we need and, a tournament and, and exactly <laughs> i yeah we need to see an actual tournament this time and yeah that's all i'm really that's all i'm really looking for you just shake out the rest of these character moments and then get to our tournament and move the story along yeah i agree i i was uh as much as I enjoyed that movie and I, I liked certain parts more than others, it just felt like it was, it, it was more a prequel than anything. And yeah. also just, it leaves you asking the questions of where was this person? Where was that person? And why did we not get a tournament? Yeah. <clears throat> Your first shot out, you should always go, you know, you should always go for the win. You know what I mean? I, I think that they should have started off with the tournament in the first film because you never know if they're going to get the chance to make another one. So it looks like they are going to get a chance to make another one, but still they should have, should have gone for that first. I feel. Agreed. 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 But moving on. Uh, what if. Yeah. Uh, episode four. Of what episode. If. What's that? That was an episode. It was an episode. All right. I didn't care that, for it. That, that was that was it was a little dark. Besides it being dark, it was, in my opinion, this is just me. I thought it was boring, really boring. Like I out of all the episodes, this was the one I would just at the end. I was like, OK, don't care. Moving on. Hopefully they're going to be better. I got to say, like, even in, in the whole MCU, I think that Doctor Strange is one of the less exciting characters there is. Yes, he has a lot to contribute. His powers are huge, but I feel story-wise what he's brought so far have been kind of boring. And that's just my opinion. But Doctor this episode... Strange, Doctor Strange in the comics is pretty much a character who is really very cool or very boring, depending on who writes him. Right. And, and um, and I, I, I do, I do. So I do, I do. He's, he's, he's a very hard character to pin down. So it's like, they don't have much to do with him. And now they're going to hopefully give him more to do with moving forward. Yeah. So things will be a little bit more exciting. Um, I enjoyed the episode, but I see where you're saying it. It, it was it was boring because we did just basically spend a lot of time with him just kind of learning and 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 torturing himself. Um, and let and, me say this. I can take boring if it's going to at least build the character or give you more information about somebody that you didn't formerly have or plot development. Um, this didn't deliver any of that for me. I mean, oh. other people may feel differently, but it even at the end, it just went nowhere. You know what I mean? I, I'm not saying that every episode has to have a big reveal or, or a big fight or anything like that. I'm just saying that it didn't have a structure of what you need in a story to keep you engaged, if that makes sense it's for me. And again, it, everybody has a different opinion, but I was just like, even from the start, he's saying how Christine is his love, the love of his life and all this. And this is supposed to be 
obviously an alternate dimension, but in that, if that was conveyed in the first film, the, you know, the, obviously the Dr. Strange film, that would have been one thing, but in that movie, she is nothing. She is a non-character. She's basically sidelined most of the movie and not even thought about the remainder of the movie. There's no love story between them in that film that I, anything substantial at least. Yeah, you need to rewatch that then. I've seen it several times. I don't think that, that was how do who why do you she's she's she but she's the person that he goes back to when he's having his issue when he's stuck. Yeah, but it wasn't I never felt a love or a real connection between them. See, it, you weren't supposed to feel that it was that for that world, like you said, it's an alternate dimension. Yeah, yeah. For that for, world. For that world, it wasn't. There was sort of that was sort of the 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 two ships that missed each other in the night, where yeah. they sort of flirt, where they still still have a flirtatious relationship, and they're they're still friends. And in alternate world, though, they never broke up. Right. And that's 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 the biggest difference. It's 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 they never broke up, so their relationship was different to begin with. So that moment was different all the way from the beginning. That the moment that changed where she gets in the car with him was different because everything before it had changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I get that. I just. All right, let's go to this. You tell me what did you think of the episode and then we'll go from there and I'll I'll just I'll, I'll jump in if I have any I, kind of thoughts on it, because I, I just overall, like I said, I just didn't care for it. It's I like not made. I liked what they did with the watcher and what they've had, what they have been doing it because I've noticed it with each episode that he's become more apparent for the viewer in the background in yes. certain scenes where he's just there. And then he's just there. And I like the fact that the more powerful spoilers, sorry, people, uh, the more powerful uh, dark, strange guy, the more he became aware of the watcher to yeah. the point where you get to that point at the end where he actually does talk to strange. And I like the way they did that too. The way he just kind of zooms in, like he was like, he, he's just, he's there and they zoom out and you see everything that we don't see normally. And he's just like, Oh yeah. I'm it's like, we're in his sphere. We are now in his sphere of relevance. And then as he says, you know, He's like, you're not a God. He's like, I'm not a God and neither are you. And he backs out of his sphere and the world. I, I, I thought that was really well done. Like it, it just, it just, and, and, and this is the thing that gets me. I feel like we're still going to get, I feel like he's the one that we're going to see again. That Dr. Strange is the one that we're going to see again. I, I would, I would agree with you in the fact that it's cool how they are trying to, show with each episode how the watcher is becoming more and more involved in what's going on and and becoming more a participant in what's going on where he's not supposed to be he's supposed to just stay back and watch but Awatu in each of these episodes seems to kind of be coming further to the forefront and in this episode finally does speak to the characters in the in or the character in the show so i do think that that's where it's eventually leading I think the show's pro- he I think he'll probably be the Nick Fury archetype of this mm-hmm. show where he has to put together a team 
to fight possibly Dark Strange. Mm-hmm. I think that's entirely possible and probably more than possible. It's probably almost a probability at now, um, which I can't say that it'll be bad or good. I just hope that they can make Dr. Strange more engaging in the future. I, I just felt no engagement in this. And that's my biggest problem, I guess. That um, I'll, I'll agree with because the voice acting was a little weird. Honestly, too. when they first showed Christine, I was like, who's she supposed to be? She doesn't look anything like Rachel McAdams. She is played by Rachel McAdams, voice cast as Rachel McAdams, but I honestly didn't know who she was for the first five minutes. I'm like, who the fuck is she supposed to be? And then I'm like, oh, Rachel McAdams was in the, I looked because I wasn't paying attention when the, when the uh, intro was on. And then I looked at him, I'm like, oh, she's supposed to be playing Christine. And I'm like, and it's actually Rachel McAdams playing the role. I was like, she don't look anything like her. Um, I, there was that, that kind of like threw me for a bit. But I mean, I don't know. Overall, I just thought this was a huge miss this episode. Whereas each each of these have been good. Again, the second episode probably being heads and shoulders above the other two. But this one I just thought was a total miss. Um, I could take it or leave it. It doesn't matter to me. I think the thing that threw you off visually is they made her look like she normally looks. They made her blonde and she's not blonde in the movie. Even she wasn't as, you know how Rachel McAdams has very sharp features. She has a sharp chin. She has a sharp like uh, cheekbone. She has a sharp nose. Um, and also she, you know, is, as beautiful as Rachel McAdams is, and I think she's a very beautiful actress, but she has like those little like moles and stuff on mm-hmm. her face, which are kind of like very uh, recognizable and, and very much a part of who she is when you, what I think about her at least, or like if, if I was going to try to pick her out of line, I'd be like, oh, she's obviously her because of those moles. I think that they could have incorporated that into the into the uh, art design to make it a little more apparent. But then again, maybe it was something she's like, oh, well, you know, I have these in real life. I'd rather not have them in animation. I have no fucking clue. But it was just she was so visually different than the character who's play, you know, who's in the movie that it was odd for me. And it took me a minute to realize who she was supposed to be. And even more so the fact of like, they're like you said, this is an alternate universe. So the fact that the relationship is different makes sense, but like you put together the visual differences and the relationship difference. And it's like, who is this supposed to be to me in the first couple of minutes? And I'm like, Oh, this is supposed to be, this version or this universe's version of Christine. And I'm like, okay, they could have made her look a lot, you know, a lot closer to what Rachel McAdams looks like. It's a small gripe, but overall, like I said, the the whole thing was just, maybe it just wasn't for me again, who knows, you know, not everybody likes everything. So I just thought that it was a miss. Like you said, everybody's entitled to their opinion. I mean, if you if you've also said that, you know, you weren't exactly all that excited with what they've done with them so far in the MCU, then. Yeah, I mean, visually, I I understand that movie visually. It's very cool to look at. They do a lot of cool things. I especially like the end of that movie where he's using the time stone to reverse time and like rebuild the city and and doing that all that stuff. Very cool. When he goes to bargain with Dormammu, I thought that was very cool. 
I, I like the visual aesthetic when he's going, you know, when he's kind of the ancient one kicks him out of his body and he's kind of astral projecting. I thought all that was very cool. It's just the story itself and him as a character. I like him more when he was showing up in other people's movies than I liked him in his own solo film. And that's, there are some characters that just work better as cameo characters than they do as their own story. If that makes any sense. It does. Like the Hulk, I think is a cool character, but I like him much more when he shows up in other people's books. Um, Silver Surfer, same thing. Um, There's just certain people who kind of lend themselves more to being a person who just shows up in someone else's story than having their own story. Um, That's just my opinion on that. Um, So overall, you enjoyed the episode, I'm assuming? You liked it? Yeah, I yeah, I did not see half of it. Well, I mean, I kind of did, but yeah, I didn't. It, I thought it was thought it was good. Strange versus strange. I thought the the way it ended was pretty. I like the fact they were they were showing that hey, we're not gonna have none of the not all of these are gonna have happy endings. That was refreshing. I like that. It was dark. It did end in a very dark way. Um, again, it was just I. If I would have cared more, it would have been more impactful to me. But the fact that they did go there, I was like, oh, that's interesting that they're even ending on this point. Whereas there was no clean, nice, fun ending to be had, you Mm -hmm. know. So, yeah, with that, I'll just say it wasn't my favorite episode. Um, But I do think that they are going to bring him back at some capacity, because like we've been saying, we think that this show is going the route of bringing all these tangential timelines and uh, versions into one team or something at the end. So I think that's going to happen. And more than likely, he'll end up being the person that, that they're going against, I would imagine. It also is interesting that they're, that's like the second time that they've brought in that tentacled creature. Yeah. So maybe that's going to be the actual big bad that they fight at the end. And I know that you said before you thought it was uh, the one character. Oh, crap. What is his name? Sumagorath. Sumagorath, but again, didn't have the eye in the middle of it. So it could, it could just, just be another anim- any, uh, uh, one of his kind because there have been other ones of those in, in the comics. Right. Um, kind of like Cthulhu-like creatures that uh, like the old gods kind of stuff. So It'll be yep. interesting where that stuff goes. I thought that that was, uh, you know, actually as a segue, uh, one of them was you. One of a, one of them, the name of it was actually used for the the big the the real big bad of the Shang Chi movie. Oh, really? I didn't. The even Dweller notice. in the Darkness was uh, is, is is one, one of those. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Well, there we go. Now we're that's a good segue. Uh, the big the big story this week is we both got to see Shang Chi. Uh, came out. Thursday night and uh, I went to see it Friday. I think Brian went to see it Friday as well. Um, what were your thoughts on it? I, I, I'll tell you just a quick up on the, on the front end. I loved it. Well, oh, I absolutely think? loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I thought, I thought it was fun. It's the most fun I've had with the one uh, with the Marvel movie in a really long time. Um, I definitely did not see certain things coming. Um, 
I I don't want to give away any spoilers. I really want people to go see this movie. Um, Yeah, I will. I will. I will say that there are certain surprises that I kind of knew about, but I didn't expect to last as long as they did. Uh, There are other surprises I had no idea about that were fantastic. Um, And I'm really glad that they were able to uh, wrap this and tie it also well into the rest of the marvel universe without forcing it um because they did it in a way where things happened and it kind of all just happened naturally and flowed like even to the point of the this is obviously not a spoiler because it's marvel movies but even though the way the post uh the mid credits uh scene connected to everything and like it literally connects to one of the cameos to which connects to something and you're literally like okay that all literally just flowed together like none of it felt jarring like once you see that happen the the other thing that happens later on goes just makes sense and 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 everything else um here's what i'm gonna say we're gonna do a couple minutes of spoiler free talk up front and then I'm going to give a spoiler warning. And then we are going to talk about this movie in detail because I can't just not talk about it. And there's going to be certain people who want to hear this stuff. So All right. we're going to give it a few minutes. You you give your your uh, generalizations. I'll give my generalizations. And then I'm going to give us a, a spoil. you know, going into spoiler territory because there's some stuff to unpack from this movie. All right. So, yeah, I, I thought it was really well done. It was well acted. I thought the whole. Whole cast. I'm getting every. I'm gonna get them all. Uh, get get it out the way. I thought the whole cast was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, my my daughter is not an Aquafina fan, and came out of that movie was like, I I did not dislike her. Like I was like, and I was like, no. As a matter of fact, I really enjoyed her. Like I I thought she became part of an emotional heart of the film that I did not expect, and yes. I was I not that I didn't expect an emotional heart in the movie. I didn't expect her to be part of it, like I a agree. major part of it, the way it was. Um, and I really enjoyed the fact that, uh, they were able to put so much, uh, of Asian culture, not just Chinese, but mostly, definitely mostly Chinese culture up there on the screen for everyone to behold and enjoy and, uh, and, and love, um, the family moments were, um, very touching and and I, I i really i just really enjoyed everybody in this movie um i mean michelle yo and, and 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 tony leung were just phenomenal as always i mean i've been watching both of these people both of these actors these legends since i was a kid in our uh, various hong kong flicks and you know and neither one of them has slowed down and neither one of them has lost a step um, and then Simu Lu really just held it down. Like I really was just, and, 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 uh, um, and, uh, the, the, the young lady that was playing, um, his sister, uh, Mungus Young also, yeah. I found out she, she barely done. She's mostly, she's a classically trained theater actress. So she's mostly done theater. She hasn't done movies or anything like that. She so this is not just our first movie. big. Hollywood movie. This is like her first big movie, period. And yeah. she killed it. She killed it. Some is people have right? a screen presence to them, and she definitely does. She oh so good. So good. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'm gonna just reiterate the same things you said. The cast was a phenomenal. Um Simu Lu, maybe the biggest breakout star since like 
Hemsworth as Thor. He is that good. He is maybe better. His comedic timing, his every time he's playing things uh, with, you know, any kind of drama, he's really he's just really good. I mean, he's really really good, and his chemistry with Aquafina was phenomenal. Um, I'll, I'll go on the same thing. I, I don't always like Aquafina. I've seen her in a handful of things. Sometimes she's a little annoying to me. I thought she, everything she said in here was great. I think she delivered her lines perfectly. She did bring heart that I didn't expect. She brought a lot of heart to uh, the film. And um, Tony Leung, he was fantastic. One of those, again, nothing new for Marvel, but another sympathetic villain that Marvel seems to do so well. And there was definite, definite points where you're like, oh, I can see why he's so feared. But then again, can just put his hand on his son's shoulder and you're like, oh, he's not all bad. You know, he's there's a reason he's like this. So I yeah. really enjoyed the movie that the effects, which you didn't really touch on. Fantastic. Um, even to the point where there's sometimes towards the end, some things going on and they look absolutely realistic. Like you could reach out and touch this thing. That's how yeah. realistic it looked. Um, yeah. Whereas a lot of movies, sometimes they just, they have that uncanny valley where you're like, ah, eh, there's still something off there. You know what I mean? Or, or it's, it's unfinished or it doesn't look exactly right. It doesn't, it looks like a character standing next to a, you know, a artificial character. And this, you couldn't tell, in my opinion, I, I couldn't tell. It looked fantastic. Um, the fight choreography, amazing in every fight scene that they had. I mean, we talk about how sometimes, you know, things are too choppy and, you know, I hate that kind of choreography. This was all very uh, fluid, very much. Uh, you could see everything very clearly and it lent to the storytelling. It wasn't just action for action sake. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, as far as the, the music too, the, the soundtrack and the score was Awesome. I to the point where when I came home, as soon as I came home, I just downloaded it and I've been playing it in the background as I've been doing stuff around the house. Um, yeah, it was. It, it definitely set the move for a lot of those fights. Um, yeah. And 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 just a lot of the quieter moments. Uh, the, I mean, I know you mentioned Simulu's chemistry with Aquafina, but the stuff that he did with uh, with, with Tony Leung and and Munger Jiang as the uh, with the father and set and sister just were just so good there those moments were just so good it was just like it like it literally brought it, it like there were moments where like you were like like i know i'm supposed to i know he's the villain but he's so like i i just i felt that like that 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 fracture in that family like every like I, all of those conversations between, like between either brother and sister or, uh, or father and son. I it just or you, I because the con and then the worst part was it was heartbreaking because there were no conversations between father and daughter. Yeah, which was and that was a major part of the movie. Yes, it was. It was. Uh, <coughs> I guess culturally, like he refused to see and and like he said, he refused. Like she said, it. it oh, it was. It was so good. <laughs> yeah, me. there was a uh, there was a lot of uh, a lot to love in this movie. Honestly, I'm people are comparing it to Black Panther, obviously, <laughs> because it kind of gives you that 
scope of, I guess, uh, more for more or less, basically, they give you what this culture is. They they build this world that you can absolutely see and live inside, just like Black Panther. Oh yeah, and it's also obviously it's first movie and it's uh, a story of the main character just like black panther visual style is com you know comparable to what they did in in black panther but totally different i mean comparing the two isn't really fair just to say that they were both um you know both origin stories both very much about the culture of the character mm-hmm. but that pretty much is the end of the comparisons really i think that they are wildly different, but and, both of them deliver absolutely. And I, I don't even call Black Panther an origin story because of the simple fact that we he had he already existed technically as a character full blown from Civil War. And I don't think those are actually two Black Panther and Spider-Man are two characters that we have actually not gotten origin story for. Uh, technically, in my opinion, in the MCU. And I'm fine with that because of the way they were introduced in Civil War. They were created basically or as already existing entities and they've just been fleshed out since then. Mm-hmm. And I'm completely okay with that. So I, I actually count uh, see, I actually count uh, Shang-Chi as the best origin story in the MCU so far uh next to next to iron man like uh next to the iron man the first iron man movie because uh that one not just set the bar but i it it the the movie as a whole um as an origin flick was actually rather good um just um just in general um but this had a hero's journey that was very different than what we've seen because Uh, A lot of the Marvel movies have predicated themselves on that whole flawed individual going in. And yes, this is very much the same situation, but it's flawed for different reasons. And and uh, and I definitely really enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, But got it. I got okay. So we got to mention this before you even move forward anymore. Do you remember? And you probably don't because it was very it was in passing. The first day we started this, we were having a conversation. And you corrected me on how to pronounce your name. Oh, yeah. Because okay. I had actually said I had actually been mispronounced. I was pronouncing it as it was spelled. Right. Zarnowski. And you said yeah. you said to me, well, you know, you like and you did it very smooth, by the way. You just threw it in there. So, yeah, my name. When it is like the way they pronounce it, it's like it's an Ed Zarnowski. And I was like, okay, I'm okay, cool. So you said on Facebook you would never pronounce it Shang-Chi. <laughs> it was more or less a joke, but at the same time, it's it's hard the last 40 years, well, 30 years, 38 years, 37 years, whatever it's been since I've been reading comments. I have always called him Shang-Chi. And it's one of those things where it's going to be very, very hard for me to stop saying Shang-Chi because I've said it for so long. That being said, I was just at comic book club the other day and stopped myself from saying Shang-Chi and said Shang-Chi. Okay. Now, that being said, 
it's going to be very, very difficult to do that for the rest of my life. I, dude, I'm living that. But it, <laughs> sometimes you just gotta, you just gotta, you just gotta, you, you, you just gotta. I, I'm still, I'm still tripping over she's when I should be saying them for my daughter. Yeah. And, 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 and it's like, and people are like, well, at least you're trying. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't understand. Like, it hurts me when I, when I mess it up because right. it's like, I know what it means to them for me to get it right. And right. I, it's like, and it's like, so I'm definitely doing it. And I, and I'm like, so literally like I'll be in a conversation and I'll say, she, and I'm like, nope, them. And then I'm like, and people are looking at me and I'm like, look, I have to remind myself because if right. I don't, if I let myself slip up in any conversation, even if it's not with them, then I will fall back into the habit. So yeah. I, I completely do it. I understand. I, I understand. It's I think it's one of easy. those Han Han solo things. I, where I, sometimes I say Han, sometimes I say Han. I, I listen. It, I want to get it right, but I know that I undoubtedly will not always get it right. For for and plus they even say hand in certain movies. So yes. it's so it's like it's it, it's like so the the thing is is I definitely get it. It it's just that it it, it was like why did he say that? And then I'm like, but I get it <laughs> because I I because I thought about it too. I was like, I know there's something and I can't think of what it is, but there's something that I was saying cert- a certain way for forever, and then found out that it's like you say it a different way. And I was like, what? Raz al Ghul. Yeah, yes. Raz al yes. Ghul, Raish al Ghul. It was Raish al Ghul. It was Raish. It was Raish al Ghul. But it's, it's Raz al Ghul. I'm like, Raz al Ghul. And I've always, was- I've always actually read it as Raz. I never read it as Raish. So some people say Raz. Some people say Raish. The, the correct way in certain media is Raz. The correct way in certain media is Raish. So I don't know what the real one is. At least now we established that Shang Chi is the actual way to say it. In and I, I can I just absolutely say that moment. And here we go. Spoiler warning, everybody. Yeah, let, let's get it. We're, we're uh, talking spoilers from here on out. So all right, that moment where they get to Taolo and he has to introduce them and he introduces themselves and he says their full names. I was just like, that just sounds so fucking cool. Yeah, I was just like when he he's like because it was like that the, the fact that their last their they're basically their last name or first name depending on what language you're saying it is Zhu and he was like Zhu Shanxi I was like, right, it just sounds so cool. That just 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 it just sounded so cool. And it just like I love what? the I love the part where they're on the plane, and he's like, well, you know, I I, named, I changed my name to Sean. She's like, wait a minute, you should change your name from Shang to Sean, and he's like, yeah. She's like, well, that's the worst thing you could have done. Why yeah. did you do that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was yeah. great. I was, like, I was like, yeah, this is great. And then going back to that whole thing and that with with names, that conversation at the dinner table where he asks it, American girl, what's your name? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, what's your Chinese? He's like, Katie. He's like, no, what's your Chinese name? And right. he's like, and then he goes into this whole thing, and I'm like, yo, and then literally called the Mandarin Chinese food. Yeah, yeah, that I thought that that was a good way of handling the, you know, the elephant in the room, which is that's a very problematic stereotype that they were going to be dealing with. Because he- and the fact that he just dismisses what happened in Iron Man three completely, which is fine because they're course correcting, and you get an actual reason why he's like, yeah, why would they name it after a, a an orange? You know, <laughs> like 
and and the thing is is i was like well they could have named it after the language uh man right. i mean but at the same time that he's he's delegitimate he's delegitimizing it by saying they named it after an orange they named it after a dish yeah like like they didn't even name it after they didn't name it after the language they don't know right. any better but obviously stan lee and and, and you know and Kurt, they did name right. it after yeah, yeah. but but that but that's not you know most people don't know that they would they all they think of is it's Chinese food and, and yeah. stuff. So it's, I, I just, I found that, I found that absolutely hilarious. Um, I, when I know, I knew we, we, as soon as you said there was some, um, I guess some people who drop in in this movie who you were expecting to be in it for a few minutes and end up being a big part of the movie. When Trevor Slattery is revealed to be being held in the dungeon and you're like, Okay, I kind of I kind of guessed that he was going to be in this movie at some capacity. But then when he's not just a joke, he's actually becomes part of the rest of the movie and helping them and part of this team. I was like, this is great. This is actually a good way to use Ben Kingsley, who's a phenomenal actor and make him part of this story. Um, I, I needed really I, I needed a post credit scene with him in Taolo with Morris. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like I needed a post credit scene, just finding out that that that's where he was. Like he just, you know what? I'm gonna stay here and I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do Hamlet, I'm gonna do Shakespeare for Tao Lo for the rest of my life. Yeah, I and I love when <laughs> Morris goes over to him and like he, oh my god, is he dead? And then he's like, I'm. <laughs> this is a performance. I'm playing dead. Here, come with me. And he just turns around up on his back with his legs up in the air. I was cracking. And he up. looks at him like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, so good. I mean, there's. So many of the scenes in this movie are just great. I mean, even as short as it is, it was a big part of their uh, marketing was the uh, fight between Abomination and, and Wong. Yo, that Every, shit was that, hilarious. That was a hook for people to be like, oh, wow, this looks awesome. And it was literally, what, three minutes of the movie? It's not It's not, not a even. big part of the movie. Um, but it establishes a few things. It establishes that, yes, that is Emil Blonsky. yes. Something has obviously changed him in the in the years between the Incredible Hulk and now, and that Wong and him are in some kind of they've they have some kind of arrangement uh, arrangement or deal or something. But what is that arrangement or deal? We don't know. Um, that was really really cool. I love the fact that when you're walking by and you see all these people in those uh, in those rooms that are fighting, you see one who's like uh, an Asian woman fighting a guy. And that is uh, and it's in the in the uh, credits. She's named Widow. She's one of the Black Widows that's a, that escapes at the end of the Black Widow film. Nice. And um, she's fighting an extremist soldier. Yes, she's fighting an extremist soldier because he's got the glowing skin and you can see underneath of his skin. Um, there's just a lot of little things like that in that scene in particular. Um, I mean, what, what there's so much jammed into this movie. That first fight, I love how it was done where uh, you got the people showing up on the bus and they're, they're coming after him and the whole time he's just kind of brushing it off. He's like, whatever. As soon and even when they grab him, he's like, "Whoa, calm down!" As soon as they touch Katie, he's like, "Now you fucked up," and mm -hmm. that's when you know that there's something more to this 
relationship than just friends. You could tell he really cares about this girl, right. um, which I didn't think was forced. Sometimes in these movies, they force these love connections uh, like Thor, the first Thor, when he meets Natalie Portman and all of a sudden they're in love. That that was handled poorly, in my opinion. There was no build up to them caring for one another. But these people have known each other. You know, uh, when I say that Katie and, and Shang-Chi, they've known each other for years and, and have had this relationship. And the fact that even when she ends up like in his arms and there's like that uncomfortable, oh, wait a minute, we're supposed to be friends. I shouldn't be embracing you this way kind of thing. Um, it's just organic. It, it was natural. It didn't seem forced to me at all. And it happened several times throughout the movie. <clears throat> and you end up realizing that, yes, they are more than just friends by the end of the movie. Um, but they haven't, but they have, but they don't know it yet. Yes. yes. And I mean, it's like, it's like, it's the like they it's just kind of implied, but not really. But it, it but it, it, at that point, the way I looked, it was more like a brotherly sister thing that, that almost at that point, but like they're inseparable. Like as of right now, there it could definitely go to something else, but they're inseparable. Yeah. It can go either way. So, and I love the, we're, I'm going to, we'll be bouncing around talking about stuff, but I love the part when Wong comes through the portal at the end and doesn't just say Shang-Chi, you're coming with me. Both you, of you them, too. you two are both coming. You're part of a bigger universe now. Come on. Um, and then takes a drink. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. Now, um, yo, my, my, my man Wong likes the party. I like that. I like that. I, I, I love the, the callback from them having dinner with those two, the, their friend and her husband. And the fact that she's like, all right, now you're now you're just messing with me because I kind of like called you out last time. Didn't believe anything they were saying because it's unbelievable, obviously. And then he comes through with the sling ring and just opens up the portal and like, all right, guys, let's go. And she's just standing there like, holy shit, that was excellent. Um, I mean, the both of the fights, the, the bus fight. All of the fights were fantastic. I, I was I was side of the building fight. So good. The side of the building fight was that was that was amazing. That it's was a amazing. spectacle. I mean, it was great. It was just need, those things. I need to run and go grab something real quick. Sorry. Okay. But yeah, no, I I absolutely one hundred percent agree. Um, if you have seen it, you know what I'm talking about. They are on the side of this building, and it's almost like a Jackie Chan film where. Not only is everything, every movement is fluid and it's leading to another opponent and he's using the planks that are on the structure as weapons and he's using people to throw to other people and swinging off of one level down to another level, barely, you know, almost getting hit by somebody, but then them accidentally missing him falling through. It's just, it's such a physical performance that he's giving not only an emotional performance, but he is absolutely capable of doing all these things. And that's one of the best things in the movie is that he has done the I think almost the majority of these stunts. And that's why you can get so close with the movements and the, and the fight choreography and they get to actually see him doing this stuff. You actually get to see everybody who's doing these fights up close because they're actually doing them, which is a lot different than when you have studio actors and, you know, certain people. 
doing these fight scenes where they're just cutting it like static cuts to hide the face of the actor or hide the you know body type or whatever it may be. This is an actual martial artist doing these things so you can capture them in a way where you can see the whole fight. And I think that that was very refreshing when they have these big elaborate fights, you can see the actual physicality and you can see the people and the, the people who are doing it are the actual actors. Um, that, that fight on the side of the building, Brian, I mean, that was Jackie Chan. It was just. Um, one of their was... stunt coordinators who actually ended up passing away during the, uh, the filming of the, the movie used to actually work for the Jackie Chan stunt coordinator. Yes. Uh, I mean, Jackie Chan stunt team. Um, this is one of the reasons why uh, a lot of those moves looked so familiar. The whole thing with the coat on the bus was yep. like straight out of Super Cop. Um, like the stuff on the side of the building, like you said, was very much inspired by Jackie Chan kind of stuff. Um, and even the the um, the later Wire uh, inspired stuff yeah. was more inspired by like. Um, uh ang lee stuff and uh the and the matrix stuff and the yu wumping yeah type stuff and that stuff was just amazing and they just did a great job of blending it in with the more grounded aspects because they didn't just say that oh like everybody can do that it's like no only the people that are here can do that because this is yeah because of of where they are so i i really appreciate or who they are and I, I I really appreciated them uh, uh, doing that the, uh, that way, grounding it and yet um, giving an explanation for the semi, the otherworldly uh, aspects of the martial arts. And then all the fact that all of those martial arts that they were doing were all real. Yeah, like you know, like if, uh, the Tao Lo one was basically Tai Chi, and uh, um, he was. Um, uh, Shang-Chi was basically doing Wing Chun. Yes. And um, and it's it was it was just so much fun though. I love martial arts, but I also love what the 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 term is called wuxia, which is like the fantastical romantic yeah. uh martial arts films. And we don't get enough of those, and especially we definitely don't get them here. Um, and the fact that they were able to basically go a whole gamut of martial arts films and include wuja in it in the end was yeah. just fan- like that whole fight with 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 Wen Wu and and uh and the mo- and their mother was yeah. literally that was just straight out of like a uh, house of flying daggers or something like that like yeah. i i mean literally that was the kind of thing i and i was just watching it going wow they they made a straight up wuja film right here yeah and and it's like because the, there's that whole romantic aspect that runs through the whole thing the whole reason he went bad was because of his love for his wife and like and like you just well not went bad went bad again yeah went so back to someone it someone that was already bad to, to to just give all that up and then when they finally go bad again you know it's and it's because of something like that again the 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 <clears throat> sympathetic characters but you understand that they're still not a good person yeah and they just did such a good job of just showing that romance build and 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 like like that whole opening really that was straight up out of like a whole bunch of movies i have on my shelves yeah like they they they, you could literally take 
just literally this line was from this movie and this line not literally but that idea and yeah. you know you know the the the, the star they were able to and and they and, were just and, able to encapsulate 50 60 years of martial arts films and put it into this movie because there's and they did it respectfully yeah absolutely respectfully yeah it was, and then, it was and really then well done. in the game too. They really did take it to a new. They they did take some things to a new level because there was things that they that they did that only Hong that only not Hong Kong that only Hollywood do, would do in a yeah. kung fu flick. And I and I actually appreciated that they were able to add that flair, but still be respectful to these martial arts films because those yeah. they 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 did a really good job. Uh, fucking, yeah. Oh God. I, I, that's one that I will be watching over and over. And the, don't even get me started on those 10 rings. Those things were so fly. The way that they showed the powers and showed just the, the physicality of them and, and what they could do. Cause I mean, they were able to show at least I can think of like six different ways that he used them within the movie. There's probably a lot more, but I mean, just the, the way that they were being used was really, really cool to watch because I, I couldn't see them doing that. And I'm so glad that they changed it to actual bracelets instead of physical hand rings because of like what they do in the comics. It would just wouldn't be as impactful. It would but have the been way boring. That they did this. Yeah. And the way that it they did it in this. It would have been dude punching and shooting lasers and shit it would have been boring it would have been so boring and the fact that they did the coolest the the cool things that they did the fact that 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 when wu used the 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 rings completely differently than shang chi does yes is was fantastic like when wu never used them on his feet he never used them to kick he never did the skywalking thing he never hung from one and and then used it to take come that like Shang-Chi used those things in ways that he had, I don't even think he had thought of, but at the right. same time, Wenwu was just like all power. Like I, that, like when he started hitting the door and then he transferred five, the other, he transferred yes, five, awesome. put all 10 on it just to put all the power into one hit. Yeah, that I was, was so like, cool. that was fly. Like that yeah. was, was just like, okay. That was. And the fluidity of, of the movements where he would like throw them off, spin around, hit somebody, put his hand back through it, pull the other ones back to him. It was just amazing. I mean, like, honestly, visually, this movie is probably more visually enthralling than any of the other Marvel movies, in my opinion. On I like combat, other Marvel on movies. The combat, oh, yeah, definitely on the combat aspect. Like when yes. you're watching them yes. fight. You would definitely you you sit there and you just go you shut everything down and you just stare and you're like what yeah exactly this is awesome this is awesome you're watching every move you're because I can guarantee I miss a shit ton of stuff that they did yeah, in that movie. I definitely have to see it again and also I was trying to put a ranking on it where I would put it in the movies but I need to see it more than once to really give that an accurate number but it's definitely within my top ten probably breaks the top five because that's how good it was. Um, whenever any one of these new movies comes out, you have to kind of reevaluate where things stand, but it was that good. It was Black Panther. It was, uh, in my opinion, I think it was up there with, you know, 
Winter Soldier. I think it was up there in, in the, like the top, very top tier for me. Yeah, it was yeah, that good. It really was because it had everything. It had a good story. It had great characters. It had amazing action. It had great world building. And yes. then they did the last thing that you always want a Marvel movie, and it connected it to everything else. And as mm-hmm. I said, they did it without forcing it because having Wong show up in the middle of the movie in that cameo and then dropping the little uh, the, the little ab- abomination bomb right there. And then when you come back full circle and he comes back to gather them up at the end, and then that leads to the whole conversation with, with uh, Captain Marvel and, and such on. So it just, it's just like all of that. It's snowballed, but it all made sense. Yes. And, I was expecting. It, 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 it didn't feel like, Oh God, this is, He's already an Avenger. It's like, well, yeah, he's already an yeah. Avenger. Cause yeah, dude, yeah. <laughs> I was expecting them to, once he came and got them at the restaurant, I was expecting that to be like our like hang cliffhanger moment. Yes. Like, where, where are they yes. going from here? I expected there to be something after the credits, but more or less tie up some like, like the actual second credit post credit thing was, um, but the first post credit when it showed up and he's actually in the Sanctum Sanctorum talking with Wong and the two, um, what would you call those things? That they're basically like holograms, holograms of Captain Marvel and Bruce Banner, who's now back in Bruce Banner form, not in Smart Hulk form, which is a big thing um, that they are going to eventually touch on, I'm assuming. But he's in human Bruce Banner form and they're just talking about where the rings come from, what are their origins and how, how powerful are these things? And then you, they tell you that there's a beacon coming from it. Where's that beacon going to who's coming to, to get these things. And that's the cliffhanger they leave you on. And then you get the whole after credit scene, second after credit scene, I guess you want to call it where the sister, uh, Jai Ling was supposed to be taking down her father's, uh, compound and like disassembling the 10 rings and she's got other plans. She's already rebuilding with her own thoughts and doing Go what girl. she always wanted to do, which is have a bunch of female warriors who are training in the front and she's sitting on the uh, throne with the new 10 ring symbol with a lotus flower in the middle. I'm, I'm really excited on where that's going because I mean I wasn't too, uh, and I, I'm, I'll lean to you for this. I wasn't too aware of her character that he even had a sister, that the sister was what she all is in this stuff. movie. That's all new. That was all, all introduced all in the stuff. movie. And, so and, and, they could do anything with that character. You know what I mean? She could be the new Mandarin or whatever you want to call that character. She could be the new head of this criminal organization, or she could become a force for good. We don't really know. All we know is that she's taking that compound and making it her own. So she's taking our fight club global. Um, the thing is, the, the thing is, is that, and we can segue right into the end of this right here, because like you said, um, I like, I basically, she is new, but Shang-Chi in the comics and Shang-Chi in the movie are very, very not alike. And I'm okay with that because they took enough of his DNA and created their own interpretation of the character and him having these 10 rings 
as his basic power along with his ability his martial arts abilities is a very cool thing and i like i look forward to seeing more of that version of the character in the comics my man is just nasty he's just ridiculous and it's 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 he's just finding out he has this huge extended family um if basically what we're going where i'm going into this is i'm going to make this as quick as possible but i'm going to make it quick um where should you guys go if you like shang chi what do you what do you what else because i know how i am after i see something that's really good i'm itching for more of the like Mm-hmm. So where where should we go? I know you said you had a couple that you want to talk about. It just goes more or less to back to what they incorporated in this movie. Like there were certain times when I was like, wow, that that's Rumble in the Bronx. Oh, yes. that, that's Super Cop. Yeah. Um, looking at at things like when he's when you can see the outside of the building and he's punching people through the building. I was like, that looks like old boy. Um you know, yes. to, towards the end or, or the fight with uh, the mother um, when the when the the father first meets the mother that was like crouching tiger, hidden dragon. It looked like the very, very end reminded me of House of Flying Dragon or House of the Flying Daggers. There's a lot of things that I just saw when I'm looking at this and going, wow, they really incorporated a ton of different styles of martial arts into one movie and are doing it well. You know what I mean? That that was my takeaway from it. You obviously have a lot deeper knowledge of martial arts films than I do. But those were the the glaring ones that I saw. I was like, wow, they're actually oh, yeah, definitely from all this stuff. Those and were- even a lot of like when he's fighting all of the guys on that bus towards like the raid and things like that. Yeah. Kind of yep. reminded me of that. So I've seen those movies. I haven't seen a ton of martial arts movies. I'm not I'm no you know, I'm, I'm no expert in them or anything like that, but those were the ones that that were glaringly opposite, you know, glaring, glaringly, uh, apparent, apparent to me just watching it. Yeah. No, you had those, and those are all classics and those are all good ones. And I, if you, if you guys have not seen any of those movies, then you definitely should go out and see those. Um, since you mentioned, um, you know, house of flying daggers, um, I'm going to go with another Zhang Yumao uh, flick, which actually that's the director um, and actually actually has Tony Leung in it and Hero, which is actually on Amazon Prime. Um, that was a fantastic movie. Um, beautiful to watch. Um, a great story. Um, <clears throat> um, and if you like that, um, he had a new his most recent film was uh, Shadow, which is on Netflix. That was another really good one. He does these really, really good stylized historical uh, period flicks, and they're just phenomenal to watch. Um, there's always this, uh, there's always some love triangle involved, um, and they, they, they're some of the best Wuja films that you will ever see because people are always floating and using weird uh weapons and cool shit like if you saw house of flying daggers you know exactly what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. um for tv shows um into the badlands on netflix and warrior on hbo max and amazon prime those are both really good shows really fantastic shows um they have some really good martial arts really great storylines um warrior for instance is actually based on some notes and writings um of bruce lee that he created after um he created after he 
helped co-create uh, Kung Fu, and they basically just stole that and ran with it and did their own thing. Um, so Warrior is what he came up with after the fact, and um, his daughter is basically an executive producer on it. Um, it that show actually stars um, um, one of the guys that's in um, Snake Eyes. Um, for comic books, uh, Master of Kung Fu Battle World, which stars Shang-Chi and basically reimagined the world in a giant Wuja world, um, the Marvel Universe in a giant Wuja world. So you literally have characters like Daredevil, Black Panther, and even the Punisher reimagined as martial artists and drifters in this martial arts world, um, along with obviously like Iron Fist. Um, this happened during um, the most recent Secret Worlds crossover um where doom was basically god and he had all these fractured worlds that were like alternate realities um i actually just found out about this when i was looking up comic books just to get for myself and i saw this and was like how did i not know about this so yeah i'm gonna be grabbing that um iron fist heart of the dragon is the most recent iron fist run um that's the one that i was just recently talking about where uh um okoye has become an uh, an immortal weapon right Yep. Um, that should be really interesting. Um, <clears throat> but if you want some Shang-Chi comics, Marvel vs. Shang-Chi is a small, well, when I saw it, it's like almost like a pocket size uh, anthology of some of uh, Shang-Chi's more recent co um, comic adventures, just like little one shots where he's either appeared in like other comics or other uh, characters stuff. Um, most famously, it actually has... Um, the issues where he trained spider-man in the way of the spider um which was one of my favorite appearances in the comics recently um and then lastly there's shang chi brothers and sisters which was the miniseries that introduced him uh to his extended family that i was talking about uh he ends up actually having half sisters and half brothers um and becomes the so the supreme commander of the society of um i think it's like the society of weapons or something like that um, of living weapons and each one is has a head and he is the um the head of his brother hand and if your brother hand you're the nastiest because you don't need a weapon all of the other ones are weapon oriented so like brother staff so it's like the brotherhood of the staff the brotherhood of the axe the brotherhood of the daggers so on and so forth right so yeah they this is the new world that he's introducing that they just introduced and it's called brothers and sisters it's a I think it's a four or five issue comic or four or six issue comic it was actually really good i have it right here um and now he's got another ongoing that's spun out of that and that one i will be picking up soon so if you really like that kind of stuff if you really like shang chi and you really enjoyed the martial arts aspect of it oh one other one son of shaolin from In image comics that was a um a mini series that came out a couple years back that was really interesting. I thoroughly enjoyed that one. Um, and on Netflix, you can watch Baki or Kangen Ashura for um, for good martial arts action anime. Um, so there. And uh, yeah, before we go, uh, I know you always ask me if I have anything else. Uh, real quick, to your friend that was asking about the anime. Yeah. As I just mentioned, Baki and Kangen Ashura, if you enjoyed uh, Chong Li. Uh, Shang-Chi, Shang-Li, Shang-Chi, he did say that you 
went with it. You you went with him to see that, right? Yeah, we went to see it together. Yep. Okay, so if you enjoyed that, uh, for anime, I would definitely say watch Baki and Kengen Ashura. They're both on Netflix. They're both series. They both have some really crazy martial arts. They're both more grounded. It's not Dragon Ball Z. Ain't nobody flying around, blasting nobody, but it's still heightened stuff and it's still a lot of fun. Um, but uh, on that note, I want to say, get at me if you, if you, I need to know what else you like if you want me to make this list for you. I, I don't know what else you're into. Are you into sci fi? Are you into fantasy? Do you like big robots? Did you like Pacific Rim or is that not your thing? Um, you know, like, did you, did you, did you see Ghost in the Shell? Did you see Alita Battle Angel? Did you like either one of those? Let me know. And this goes out to any of our listeners. Like, if you want in on this, um, you know, this, this list making thing that I'm about to do, because you haven't watched any anime and you want to know what to watch. Let me know what you like too. hit us up at, at, at our uh, email, you know, um, GS, uh, uh, what is it? Geek Speed. Yeah. GSLW pod at gmail.com. Yep. And, or just hit me up or hit us up on the, on the Facebook. I'm always checking. I'm literally checking literally like every other hour. So yeah, it's not every hour. So, so Mike, you have your orders. Yeah. You got to put together a list. Everybody else. Um, But yeah, if anybody has any feedback as always, or would like to, you know, get some recommendations, please go to the uh, Gmail account. That's uh, gslwpod at gmail.com. Hit us up on the Facebook page. Uh, and let us know. Um, we would love to hear what you guys are watching yourselves if or what you'd like recommendations on. Um, we want some recommendations, too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm told all the time by Brian things that he's watching and, and other friends of mine that what they're watching. So I'm always up and I'll watch anything. Honestly, I know that sometimes I'm like, ah, I might not get to it right away, but I will always read something. I'll always watch something. So if you if you guys have something that you think we would enjoy, let us know. Um, and then I guess until uh, until next week, we're going to sign off, and we will see you guys next week to talk about last week. Uh, until then, this has been Ed. This is Brian. Have a good one, guys. All right. Thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you later.